Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Tracy Murda on behalf of Richard Jacobs here at Future Tech Podcast. Today, I am very excited to welcome a special guest, Gordon Meyer, Head of Marketing at uVisit.com. Gordon, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're a very busy man, so I appreciate your time, and we're looking forward to learning some more about the, the VR tech that you're using. No problem. Happy to be here. So why don't we just jump right in and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with UVisit and virtual reality in general. <laughs> um, okay, interesting story. Uh, um, so I guess just starting with myself, I have uh, been with the company now uh, for just over seven months. Um, my entire career has really been about you know jumping into new paradigms and new technologies um, uh, at, at the early stages as they're about to explode, right? I mean, I started out my career uh, 20 years ago in traditional advertising at a very traditional advertising agency, and I actually left that very promising career to join Razorfish, which was, you know, one of the first companies in the business of creating websites for brands um, back in 1998, back at a time when, you know, we would approach companies and, say, and, and try and sell them on why they might need a website for their business at a time when uh, not everybody was convinced that they should jump into the Internet, certainly not on the level of, you know, a deep engagement with a company that would help them build something that could potentially, you know, transform their business. Um, a number of years after that, I actually left uh, the website creation business and I jumped into the satellite radio business. And that was the early days of Sirius Satellite Radio at a time when people were wondering whether or not people would, in fact, pay for radio, right? Radio's free in your car. Why should I pay for Sirius? So I was there and helped them, uh, you know, build that business, and I'm proud to have been a part of that for a long time. Um, and then I, I met a man named Abby Mandelbaum, the CEO of UVisit, and I heard the story of what uh, he and the founding partners in this company had going on in, you know, being involved in the virtual reality revolution. Um, and this company has been there since day one. UVisit has been around for the past six years. And it was an incredibly exciting opportunity for me personally to jump in uh, with this uh, great team of people, over 75 people in midtown Manhattan, um, you know, beyond the phase of a startup, uh, UVisit is a legitimate real company that's been doing this for a long time and has worked with over a thousand clients. So the opportunity for me to, to, to partner with a company uh, at this caliber was a fantastic opportunity. And, you know, as we're already seeing, virtual reality as an industry is just absolutely exploding. I mean, what's that like, Gordon, going from, you know, your career starting where you're just trying to sell businesses on websites to now we're talking about providing these 
virtual reality experiences to, to people on a worldwide scale. That's got to be pretty remarkable. Um, you know, it, it feels very similar, honestly. I mean, when I was uh, one of the first 30 employees of Razorfish, which very quickly after I joined became a global uh, company um, with offices in 80 countries, uh, this feels very similar. I'm joining, you know, a, a, a company that's at already the top of its game, already working with incredible brands. You know, uh, UVisits worked with uh, the International Rescue Committee. Uh, we did an amazing experience on the uh, refugee crisis in, in Jordan. In fact, I'll be speaking to uh, a large audience at South by Southwest about it with our client, uh, but we've also worked with Swarovski with Zumba, with Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, U.S. Army, Corcoran Real Estate, and the list goes on. I mean, it's an amazing list of brands that UVisit has partnered with. And they've done a lot of the uh, uh, heavy lifting of convincing this many brands, again, over a 1,000 clients so far, to jump into this um, at a time when, you know, mark some marketers who may not have, you know, Either the imagination or the or or perceptibly the budget for something that is quote unquote experimental, right? And they've done a fantastic job of of presenting the use cases for VR and helping businesses understand what the powerful return on investment they can get and how we can leverage virtual reality as you know a business tool, right? That's going to really help and impact their business. So it's it's very similar. I mean the parallels are really there. Back in the early days when I was uh, uh, working with brands to develop websites and uh, leading them through a period of time that was very, very disruptive, right? I mean, that was a time when, you know, the brick and mortar was uh, uh, shaking at the thought of these websites coming around and um, disrupting their business as, you know, a lot of the businesses that came out of that time period, you know, I'm thinking of businesses like Amazon. Um, came and completely disrupted the industry. I mean, I remember partnering with um, Encyclopedia Britannica, and they were a business that obviously wasn't online, but also was, you know, really based on a sales force, you know, going door to door and having a business that was kind of a 1-800 number business with television, with TV commercials, and transforming that business to look at themselves in a different way and say, well, what happens if we put your encyclopedia online and we charge people a monthly fee, right? Totally new opportunity for the business. Totally transformed the business. Uh, and it really just took a partnership between, you know, the very staunch, uh, smart people and strategists at a company like Razorfish and really uh, visionary uh, partners on the brand side willing to um, kind of take that leap and that investment to get involved. But, of course, it's, as we all know in hindsight, those were all very smart decisions. And I see the parallel as being very strong here because the businesses that are jumping into VR now are the ones that are taking advantage of this very, very powerful medium, are also the ones that are in, in many ways assuring themselves and protecting themselves from being disrupted by two kids in a garage somewhere who can start a competing business within virtual reality that may completely disrupt somebody else's online business, right? So in the same way that we saw brick and mortar disrupted by the web, now we're seeing VR actually disrupting the web itself. 
so Gordon, give me some examples of some of the things that that you guys do with companies to sort of break that um you know that barrier between reality and VR in sort of in, excuse me in terms of giving your users experiences that are are so lifelike well, yeah, I mean, so UVisit works with marketers and agencies to leverage virtual reality experiences that create strong emotional connections between audiences and brands. And emotion, a major component of that emotional connection is the interactivity we provide within VR, you know, that allows the viewer to invest in the story by engaging with interactive elements to follow their own path. This freedom, this you know, the freedom of movement within VR delivers ultimately on the promise of virtual reality and um, ultimately captures audiences for far longer than flat 360 video or just a website, right? Viewers of the content experiences that we're creating are staying in it for over 10 minutes. On average, we're at 10.4 minutes, which is a lifetime, really. Yeah. You know, if you compare that to a website, websites, depending on their complexity, the average may be between two and three minutes because websites these days are very transactional, right? And if you look at other mediums, other mediums for brands to engage their viewers, you know, I, I was just at CES hearing uh, uh, a major CMO of a major consumer goods company bragging, in essence, that he had moved from uh, 30 second commercials to 15 second commercials and more recently is moving from 15 second commercials to five second commercials right those are five second IDs so it's amazing for me to think and and you know marketers are laying the blame at the attention span of Millennials which is a really bad rap um, they couldn't be more wrong I think the fact of the matter is if you look at other mediums especially television, radio, where they're more one way, you know, I don't blame millennials for not wanting to be yelled at um, and talked to for any length of time, whether it's, you know, 30 seconds or five, or even five. So I think when you look at virtual reality and, and you understand the opportunity to bring consumers into your world, uh, to allow them to interact for over 10 minutes, um, you know, it's just staggering to think of the possibilities. Um, the, the power, I think, is just is really right there. And I, and I see a lot of light bulbs go off when we, when we tell this story to, to clients, especially when they understand that virtual reality is not merely an entertainment medium, right? I mean, the, the interactivity is uh, that much deeper and the ability to convert to click to convert within VR is also um, a possibility, which makes that so much richer than, than just the Internet, right? I mean, instead of a web page where you can buy your good or service, you know, you can go to Amazon and just click to purchase, and they make it very, very simple. But I think in the next two years, we're going to look back on the fact that we made these purchase decisions with just a 2D photo and a couple reviews from complete and total strangers. It's going to seem it's going to really seem silly to us when we will widely have the ability to jump in and, and explore the world of the product. I mean, if you think about Amazon, you know, there's a lot of 
pictures of like a shadow person showing you the relative size of the object, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to get a sense of just even what are the dimensions of this thing that I'm buying? You know, can I fit it on my desk or not? Um, with VR and with uh, augmented reality, right, these immersive technologies allow a brand to really convey the benefits of their product in such a more impactful way, in an immersive way, that uh, it's incredibly compelling. And we've certainly seen that with our clients. Um, on average, we've seen over 12% conversion rate from our virtual experiences, which if you think about it, is incredible. Wow. Um, you know, and it's a demonstrable ROI on the investment that we're able to prove out with our back-end analytics. So, you know, we're, we're, we're not just shooting pretty movies at UVisit. We're, we're uh, leveraging our own um, virtual reality platform, which we built from the ground up. Uh, this platform is uh, helps us create the virtual reality, but also helps us distribute. And then the power of our platform allows us to distribute not only to um, every major virtual reality headset and platform, but also to desktop and mobile. So our reach is really everywhere, right? So you can embed these experiences on a website. You can uh, experience these, you know, by flicking your finger on a mobile phone. but our player is so advanced that it will detect your browser, detect your, your smartphone. There will be an icon present if you can go into VR mode. You hit the icon, and if you have Google Cardboard, if you have Gear VR, if you have uh, a Daydream headset, uh, you can hop right into it. So you can go from, a, from a, a website experience right into VR with our technology. That is pretty incredible. So. How does a company get started? I mean, kind of walk me through that process of what they're coming to you looking for and what, how they just even, you know, get their, their foot in the door when it comes to starting this process with, the, with VR and how to use it the best, I guess, most efficiently and effectively. Well, you mean as far as, you know, how the company came to be? Or what the typical, more so just I mean your actual clients those that are that are using your services for you know to for example I I've, I've seen some things that you guys have done with like uh, you know VR technology coming in play with visiting conferences or uh, you know universities or different tourist destinations things like that how are they who's setting those up and kind of what are they what kind of level of expertise do they have to have in the VR field to work with you guys? Well, first of all, you know, UVisit is a, is a full-service company, right? So any potential client coming to us, any marketer, um, any representative of a business uh, can call us up. You know, we can take you through a demonstration of our capabilities, but uh, we offer the full suite of services. So uh, our clients don't need to have any previous experience with VR. In fact, most don't, and that's understandable because um, it's fairly new. What we do see is that a lot of the clients that we work with have a lot of experience in video. And in our experience, you know, working with our clients is that they come to us uh, 
fairly dissatisfied because they spent a lot of money on either an industrial video or a commercial video, um, creating something very, you know, perhaps good-looking, um, but something that doesn't ultimately move the needle for their business, right? And YouTube can be a wonderful place for a lot of wonderful things, but it can also be a graveyard for um, ill-advised, very expensive videos that marketers create, thinking that that's going to attract um, tons of eyeballs and earn their business a lot of money and revenue, right? So we have a, a lot of clients that tend to be uh, somewhat experienced in, in video creation process, uh, but the virtual reality process is totally different. So we've, we've got, you know, departments to take you through the entire, you know, creation process. So our staff will help you with onboarding. We'll help uh, any client with uh, the strategy. We have an amazing award-winning um, studio department uh, with uh, photogra 360 photographers and 360 videographers all over the world uh, to shoot uh, the VR. Um, but we also have an amazing uh, technology team that can assemble these experiences and make them truly interactive. We can layer in 2D media. If, if you want to use your uh, amazing video that nobody watched on YouTube, uh, but maybe there's still a good reason for it, we can embed it actually within the VR experience. Um, and working with a company, with a, with a client like, um, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Visit Houston, the city of Houston, Texas, right? Um, Super Bowl is coming up. You know, we shot all kinds of locations around Houston in their effort to attract new uh, visitors and tourists to their city and to see their city in a new light, right? I mean, they wanted to shed the kind of preconceived notions that from their studies they had learned, you know, people were looking at it like um, kind of, you know, the West where there's a lot of, you know, pastures and cattle and cowboy hats, and they have a very advanced uh, city um, with a lot of uh, very uh, modern, modern offerings, including uh, NASA has the um, neutral uh, buoyancy um, lab where they've actually recreated the space station underwater, and NASA astronauts are uh, practicing their maneuvers underwater in, in as close to zero G you can get on Earth as possible. We take you on that adventure in VR with those astronauts. Um, we can take you to their new uh, football stadium. And the great thing about our platform is that when you go to the stadium and there is the Jumbotron, we can actually update the video on that, vi on that uh, Jumbotron any day of the week. Right? We can drag and drop new content into the VR experience, and then anyone with oh, nice. the Visit Houston VR app gets a new experience uh, in context of the time of year that they're viewing it. So That's the platform incredible. is very, very robust. The, the platform is very, very robust. And yeah, um, you know, the, the use cases uh, and, the, and the kind of clients that we're working with extend everything from, you know, basically every major university um, is partnering with UVisit. And uh, we're looking at close to 10% of the incoming student freshman population having made their college decision going through a virtual experience that we created.
we're working very much with the travel industry. So just about every travel destination in the United States is considering this technology, and we find ourselves working with clients more and more, whether that be visit Houston, visit Philadelphia, visit West Hollywood, um, and the list goes on, because the use case for that is fantastic. Uh, we also find ourselves working with high-tech companies or companies that want to um, accentuate the fact that, that they may have a location that is highly desirable. Um, so a company like Hewlett Packard may engage with us to uh, show their, give a tour, for instance, of their offices, their high-tech offices, um, that may be used in recruiting efforts. And then, you know, they've reduced the, the friction of uh, perhaps international employees or uh, potential employees anywhere in the country who may be considering uh, going to work for this company now get a much better sense of what uh, life would be like if they uh, decide to work there, right? Which opens up any company in the United States then to think about recruiting in a new way, right? Where they're not, you're not just recruiting people within, you know, a 30-minute on average driving distance. You can go beyond that and perhaps uh, attract high-level talent uh, to move for the job. A whole new ballgame out there for people, isn't it? It is. I mean, this... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking, you know, like you mentioned with the the all the new college students coming in, I mean, their their brains are probably working a whole lot differently than, you know, mine. <laughs> By all means, they're young and fresh, and, and this is, you know, something that's actually very useful and very, you know, they can put their hands on it. They get it. Um, but you were saying that this technology can be used for anyone, really, with any level. Yeah. So, you know, um, First of all, it's, it, the technology is very accessible. Uh, I think people tend to be surprised when they learn that the smartphone they're carrying in their hand, you know, when paired with a Google Cardboard or a Daydream um, headset or a Gear VR, both of which are under $100, provides a very immersive, uh, very impactful um, experience. Additionally, you know, on the creation side, uh, Uvisit has open access uh, software called Experience Builder, and it's a platform that allows any individual to easily create and share their own virtual reality experiences for free. So, you know, we recognize the fact that being able to take part in developing these experiences will be what pushes mass consumers to adopt technology. So we're we're happy to make that available, and what over 35,000 registered users on our platform have created with over 40,000 vir with over 40,000 virtual reality experiences on our platform um, has been really really encouraging and really kind of mind blowing to see what the kind of creativity that gets uh, unleashed. 360 video cameras these days are down to about $150. Uh, they're within reach for a lot of people, and if somebody wants to get involved and create their own virtual reality experience um, and to tell their story uh, and share it with their friends, they can do so on our platform. And like I said, many, many people do. And the stories they're telling are, are just incredible. So what have been the biggest challenges that you found when it comes to this 
technology and with UVisit itself. You know, it's funny. You know, a lot of people have the biggest challenge really is preconceived notions. Um, back at the dawn of you know the website era, you know, there were preconceived notions that nobody would want to go to a website. Why would they do that? Um, how wrong? How wrong were they? You know, and nowadays the question is um, along several lines. You know, the, the the first one primarily would be about distribution um, and reach. You know, so any brand wanting to make a marketing spend is going to rightfully ask, if I if I spend this money, um, will enough people view it? Sure. And and to that already the you know the stats that are coming out um, just recently just this week actually um, Superdata uh, is a company that released a report and you know looking back on 2016 now consumer VR is officially a 1.8 billion dollar market so you know there's this preconceived notion that maybe this is a small thing, maybe because we've heard a lot in the news, you know, about it, but maybe our neighbors and our friends aren't telling us that they bought one of these things. But the fact of the matter is Samsung Gear VR moved 4.5 million units last year. Vive so, sold uh, close to half a million units. And Oculus sold uh, about 250,000 rifts. And so you know, when you're talking about a $2 billion industry, you know, uh, I think the game starts to change. And I think one of the hurdles really is that people don't understand that yet. And I think that they're about to, right? The online dating uh, uh, vertical is a $2 billion industry, right? Peanut butter globally is a $2 billion industry. So when, when VR, you know, if you look, if you think about it, I mean, how many people do you know in your life that have tried online dating, right? Um, right. How many, uh, how many kitchens across the United States and the world have a peanut butter jar in their cabinet, right? When VR already, as of 2016, is as big as a staple in every single house in America, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say it's, it's arrived, right? I think, but I think here comes the other hurdle. Right? The other hurdle is, is, is frankly one of vanity. The question is, people see these headsets and they say, do people really want to wear these? Right? The early adopters are certainly buying them to the tune of millions of units, you know, as I said. Uh, but if somebody's kind of fashion conscious or, or uh, self-conscious, uh, they may be waiting, right? I mean, if you look at bicycling, right, and helmets, bike helmets, uh, the numbers are really, really grim. And we know that, you know, 97% of bicycle fatalities are because people didn't wear a helmet. And the chief reason why people don't wear helmets, uh, based on a study, you know, 55% of the people said that they don't wear a helmet because of vanity. So, I mean, if people are willing to take a risk of death, right, rather than look kind of goofy. I get it. It's a hurdle that not all of these headsets, you know, are something that people want to wear in public. But the fact is that's changing, right? Facebook is spending billions of dollars on this hardware to advance it. Um, Google is doing the same thing. And Apple is rumored to be doing 
uh, entering into the market as well. I happen to think that Google, with their release just uh, last quarter with the Daydream platform, has been very successful. I mean, I think the Daydream headset is not only comfortable, but also from an aesthetic standpoint, uh, it happens to look really good. I think it looks sexy. And I think we're going to see more of that, right? So as, as the headsets become more um, culturally uh, acceptable to wear, uh, we're going to see adoption skyrocket. The other oh, hurdle sure. really is, yeah. I mean, I, you know, once, once it becomes as easy as putting on a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses, right. and it will, I think that's the point where it's going to be, you know, at the same level as, you know, television, right? There's like four TVs per household on average in the <laughs> United States, <laughs> right? There will be a point when, when virtual reality headsets become disposable, right? Uh, they'll be given away at parties for free. They're going to end up with several of them. What kind of price range are we are we talking about here for, you know, your basic VR technology up to something that, you know, some of the bigger companies maybe are using to, like, the, the Visit Houston, something like that. I mean, it's a, a pretty wide range and pretty, you know, high technology. Well, you know, somebody like Visit Houston, who I give them a lot of credit, you know, they've jumped in with two feet. They've really embraced VR. Um, the, the, the shoot that we uh, went on, um, and the level of interactivity we brought to their experience is, um, you know, at the forefront of the industry. Um, but they've also gone beyond that. They have uh, installations. They have like a half, they created a half dome um, that could fit up to 20 people so that you can like look up and get a 360 experience using our content. Um, they've, they've done a lot to not just think about um, the, the experience that they're creating with us, but also the distribution. They're marketing their app. They're marketing the experience on their website. They're creating um, actual physical installations. They're bringing the devices to trade shows and conventions all over the world. All right, they're they're using it, and uh, you know that's that's always fantastic when we see a client. Uh, see, observe the results that we've created and they take it and they run with it and they really champion it and they get it in front of as many people as possible. Uh, we, love, we certainly love to see that and we certainly love to see the returns they get as a result because, again, our back-end analytics are, are letting uh, them know just how many people then are making a decision to go and book a hotel room and to go, to go move on and, and book a trip to visit Houston. Similarly, you know, the International uh, Rescue Committee with, um, with our experience that we created for uh, the refugee crisis, you know, the, the em embrace that we've had from that organization, the promotion that we've seen them go on and do, and uh, the ways that they're taking it out uh, to people, um, you know, they actually brought it to a number of their uh, donor uh, parties, and they were able to get the headsets on people. Um, who are uh, previous donors to help them see all the great work they're doing in in the Middle East and uh, understand really where your charitable do donation to the IRC is going. Right? So that's been very, very impactful for them and uh, very, very useful. So 
you know, as far as the, the, the level of effort and the complexity and the expense, I mean, really, I think at the end of the day, because the ROI is so there and so proven, you know, in my mind, you know, when you see that for every, every you know, dollar that you spend in the marketing effort is getting a positive return, you know, the budgets for these become uh, very easy to approve. So what's on the horizon for you, Visit? What do, what do you see, you know, within the next, oh, five, ten years in, in VR technology, as well as anything that you guys can announce or tell us about that you're sort of have in your back pocket? Well, I, I think the next, you know, advances in the technology are around the augmented reality space. And in some ways, you know, this might even be the cart and the horse, right? The, the VR has come out in the forefront, and it's totally understandable. It's, it's this great immersive world, um, which has a lot of use cases. But now there's this idea of augmented reality, whereby somebody can be, you know, in their environment, and we can layer on immersive content in context with their environment. So, you know, a castle could appear on your coffee table, right, that you can interact with. But you're still able to connect with and interact with the real world at the same time, which presents a, a lot of interesting use cases, ones that we here at UVisit are very excited about. And that technology is a little bit more difficult than uh, virtual reality. Um, it's coming out next, uh, but I see that and the use cases surrounding that to be very, very exciting, and I think it's, it's going to drive a ton of consumer adoption, right? I mean, you can imagine if you are wearing augmented reality glasses and you're now going for a drive across the country, you know, no longer do you have to look down and be distracted by uh, your GPS system, right? Augmented reality could provide driving directions right there on the road. You can imagine uh, a company like LinkedIn getting involved in augmented reality and paired with face recognition. Can you imagine if you had kind of a heads-up display when you went to um, a business networking advice event and were able to get the background information on each person there so that you know their name, you know their title, you know the company that they work for? It would be incredible. Uh, you know, any video gamer is really used to the concept of a heads-up display, right, where information is right. displayed on typically the bottom of your screen. But imagine if you could go through life and have that, right? I mean, instead of even looking down at your Apple Watch all the time or looking at your phone all the time, new messages and information can be popping up in your own field of view as you go about your day. And again, once those glasses become indistinguishable from the prescription glasses that you may wear, um, every single day, or the sunglasses that you wear um, outside, well, then it becomes something very acceptable to do. It also becomes something that truly enriches your life and empowers you to make much more informed decisions. So, well, we see that on the horizon. I, yeah. yeah. That's on I'm the sure horizon. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just saying that you know, where where it's going, where it's all going, is that augmented reality and virtual reality are going to start to merge. So 
I may be sitting on my couch and now I want to be entertained. And instead of turning on the television set, um, I may be entertained with an augmented reality object on my coffee table. Let's say I'm thinking about where, uh, where to travel, right? I could then see, for instance, on a, a scale model of uh, a vacation destination or a hotel on my coffee table. Now, if I wanted to explore it further and understand the world that I may be traveling to, I can jump in and switch from augmented reality to virtual reality and go from in my living room looking at a scale model on my coffee table to being seemingly at the location, right, traveling instantly, leaving my living room and checking out and walking around the hotel, right, or, or, or seeing the sites, the, the, the sightseeing sites of a tra particular travel destination. So when a consumer realizes that they can go from sitting on their couch to the beach in Hawaii <laughs> with uh, no friction, you know, you don't have to get on a plane, you don't have to take your wallet out, you don't have to pack, you don't have to deal with security, and you can go and experience that. Uh, it's going to be, it's very, very compelling. And, you know, the use case uh, is, is so there and so user-friendly and so impactful in any consumer's life that I think that adoption is going to uh, skyrocket. And I think that a lot of businesses who get involved are going to see that um, it becomes the primary way that they sell their goods and, goods and services. Because certainly anyone who can go from their couch to exploring um, a location or a business or, or a product that they've never seen or experienced before, it means that they're going to then want to hit the buy button and get it shipped to their house or, you know, to, to go on that travel destination. Um, and get on a plane. It, it, it's, it's a very compelling medium that we see time and time again um, isn't really there to replace real life. What we see is that virtual reality and augmented reality, these immersive technologies, um, are a decision-making machine you know, that can really bring to life um, these experience, these products and services in such a way that uh, consumers are able to make a very informed purchase decision. And again, you know, on, on our platform, when people are going through and exploring these worlds, we're presenting nonlinear stories, right? So a lot of preconceived notions about VR is, you know, is just a 360 film where you can play what I call the look behind you game. But there's no real interaction. What we're doing, and I think we're, you know, pushing the medium uh, and helping it deliver on its full promise. You know, we're delivering interactive VR that gives the user the choice of where to go. So when you go to Houston, you can pick what aspect of the city you want to see, which is way more efficient for the traveler, you know, the user, instead of going through a 15-minute film where your only choice is to take the headset on or off. If you can choose which aspects of a city or a college or a brand, uh, story that relates to you, then, you know, the consumer, the viewer is that much more empowered and the experience is that much more um, interactive and motivating, right? So I, I can see people living in these worlds for a lot longer than 10 minutes. I think where it's going is people are going to be spending a lot more time in VR. 
I think uh, in the very near future, I'm sh I am certain of it, we're going to hear somebody's going to go, you know, for, as a stunt and live in VR for a full seven days. And then after that, somebody's going to go and live in VR for a full 30 days. And there certainly is enough content out there. I mean, at UVisit, we created uh, over two and a half hours of virtual reality content last year. I know we're going to beat it this year. We went on over uh, uh, 250 shoots last year working with clients. I mean, that's, that's a shoot for every weekday <laughs> with just two days of rest that's in between. Incredible. And, and, you know, it speaks to, you know, the appetite for, you know, the businesses in America to um, leverage this technology. And it also speaks to the consumer desire to, to interact with it, to go through with it. And, you know, the numbers that we're seeing on our analytics platform are very, very encouraging. And the numbers, you know, that just got released this week uh, are also very, very encouraging. I think if we're already, I guess the question is, if we're at a $2 billion market as of 2016, what does 2017 hold? The world is your oyster right now. <laughs> I mean, I'd never heard, well, I shouldn't say I'd never heard it, but it never really occurred to me what you said about how it's the, the 360 is so often, you know, when you hear the word virtual reality when you're not in the business, that's immediately you think of the 360 view or something like that. Like, oh, wow, that's great, but, you know, really is it's not that interactive. So I've never really even thought of it that virtual reality is actually much more than that and um, much many more steps down the line than those cute little hotel videos they have online. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think unfortunately those 360 videos, and there are plenty of companies out there that are creating them. You know, I, I think that ultimately they fall flat for the for the viewer. Uh, they don't deliver on the promise of virtual reality at all. And the danger, and my and frankly my concern, is that it develops the wrong perception from the, on the consumer side that that's what virtual reality is. Absolutely. It's like a boring, it's a boring movie that um, they get to watch. And, you know, if, if that's all it is, then, you know, I get it. It's not much different than television. And you're asking consumers to watch basically a 10-minute commercial. And I don't think that that's what consumers want to do. I don't think that's what people want on their television. You know, a lot of people pay a lot of money to avoid commercials, right? And... We know at UVisit that that's not what people want. They want to explore world. They want to have the freedom of choice. And they want that surprise and delight factor, which frankly isn't there when you're on, you know, kind of like a roller coaster on rails where your only choice is, <laughs> you know, to get on or get off. It, you know, and as engaging a ride as you can create in 360 film in the most far-flung reaches of the world, in exotic locations with exotic-looking people. You know, at the end of the day, after a couple tries at that, I, I think people get bored. And that's one of the things that's very exciting that I, you know, I feel with Daydream is they introduced a handheld controller. Um, and those contro similar controllers are available on much more expensive devices like the Vive or, uh, or Oculus where you can, you know, involve your hands and, and, and touch and relate to the world and, and decide your own path. 
that's what we do here at UVisit. We feel like that's um, the right way to do it. It's really the only way to do it. Um, and again, it's, you know, when we work with clients who maybe have had experience with just film and creating 2D content, when they understand just the richness of the story that they can tell, how deep and complex they can make it and how interactive it can be, uh, it becomes a whole new tool set for any creative marketer. And when you've built something that immersive and that fun for consumers, that's why on our platform we're seeing an average of 10 and a half minutes, right? Because I don't know. I don't know if you ever remember those choose your own adventure novels, but I mean, I read plenty of them as a kid, and I would go back and read. Sure. You know, go go back and and take the other path and check out the other. You know what I mean? And so there's uh, even using some video gaming language. There's replay value here. You know, with the IRC experience we did. You know, I have people who say, "Oh my God!" You know, I was in, I was in, uh, you know one of these people's homes in, in a shanty town, you know, and I noticed, you know, on the ceiling, you know, there were exposed wires and I can't believe, you know, and, and they're noticing this other aspect and saying, isn't that really dangerous for the children? I can't believe that these people have to live like this um, as they, you know, run from war. Um, and those are aspects of the story that I hadn't even noticed, you know, irrespective of whether or not I had gone through that particular path of the story. You know, it's amazing to think that, Everyone who goes in it is going to be looking in different directions and getting uh, different things out of it. So no two people can get the same exact experience. And that's not something that you can say about any other medium. Well, I really want to thank you for sharing your, your insight. I mean, what you all are doing is incredible. And I, I see, you know, all the different industries that are benefiting from it, and it makes me think, why wouldn't a company want to take full advantage of this? I mean, I can't imagine. It just must be lack of an understanding or an understanding of the, the ROI that they're going to get from it. I mean, is that what you find any resistances? We're, look, I mean, for us, having worked with over a thousand brands, our phones are ringing off the hook. Like I said, we, we were shooting every weekday <laughs> in 2016 and uh, we're, we're growing like a weed here. Um, and, you know, it's really when our, our clients understand, you know, if they shop around what's out there, a lot of what's out there is 360 film with no interactivity and, uh, there is just nobody else out there with the level of technological prowess that we have at UVisit. Uh, you know, I now look. I came from SiriusXM. I literally worked with rocket scientists. <laughs> you know, satellites are involved. Um, um, I've worked with some very, very smart people, but the people that they've and the kind of talent that they've been able to bring here is uh, bar none the best that I've ever worked with, and the platform they've built from the ground up, this proprietary platform for the creation of VR is just incredibly robust and, you know, allows us to create this not only more richly and, um, and more immersive than anyone else, but because the platform is so robust, we can, we can build it faster than any other company. So, you know, I'm proud of UVisit. I think we're in a great market position. 
uh, we're poised to be, you know, working with and making some announcements very soon with some, some other partners that we're working with and starting relationships with. And, you know, developing um, virtual reality to truly deliver on its promise. And, you know, like I said, virtual reality is a business machine. And it's the next platform after mobile and desktop. And all of the capabilities that you can imagine for a mo your mobile smartphone or your desktop computer, all of those capabilities are coming to VR. So in the very near future, this year, you'll be able to jump into VR on our experiences and shop and live and explore uh, in ways that people have never seen before. So as consumers continue to adopt this at such a, a, a crazy rate, and the numbers uh, from last year are far higher than a lot of um, a lot of analysts were were expecting. I think the future looks very very good for uh, virtual reality, and it's a really exciting time. Um, and if you haven't yet, I highly recommend go to uvisit.com, check out all the experiences that we have. We have an explore page where you can go travel to Machu Picchu. You can uh, travel to um, many places across the earth, uh, as well as colleges, you name it, and see our client work. But again, it, also if you go to the App Store, if you have a smartphone, you know, we have apps in the, the Apple iOS Store. If you have an Android device, uh, we have uh, freely available apps as well. And you know, for a few dollars, you can purchase you know, just a universal entry-level um, headset. You know, I bought one on Amazon, it was uh, $20. And it's great, you know. It's a, it's plastic. It's got the you know elastic headband, and for for very little money, you can try out VR. And you know, if it's the kind of thing that excites you, there's plenty of other options, you know, to trade up, and get a much more advanced and immersive experience. Well, again, thank you, Gordon Meyer, Head of Marketing at UVisit, one of the fastest growing virtual reality tech companies. Gordon, you are guys are just doing awesome and I, I can't wait to see what rolls out next. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the, the AR technology and, and hopefully you'll be at the forefront of that as well, I'm sure. We're poised and ready. We've got the engineers, we've got the, the software people, we've got an award-winning uh, world-class film production department. We've, we, we've, we've brought together a really great team. So. We're, we're ready uh, whichever way this technology goes, and, and we have our, our R&D department looking at, you know, the possibilities over, you know, the next five years and the, 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 the kinds of experiences that they're building in their secret uh, uh, office over here in the company is truly mind-blowing. So I can't talk about any of that yet, but when we're able to bring it to market, I'd be more than happy to come back on the program. But uh, the future does look very, very bright, and um, certainly uh, uh, happy to speak to you and happy to uh, reach out to your listeners and, and everybody looking to get involved in virtual reality. It's an exciting time to be here. Sure is. Well, thank you again, Gordon, and uh, I wish you a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Right, bye-bye. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 